Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. everyone. Welcome to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week to bring you such amazing people who help to inspire, enlighten you with wonderful information, and bring you positive principles and practical strategies to help you live the kind of life that you want. And you're hearing this on New Year's Day, so Happy New Year, everybody. This is a pre-recorded program. I have a, a wonderful guest on for you. My guest is Herbert Harris, and he is the author of the 12 Universal Laws of Success. And he is a motivational speaker, popular consultant, and again, he's the author of the 12 Universal Laws of Success. And we're discussing how to start the new year on the right foot and turn New Year's resolutions into achievable goals and really creating a new you for the new year. Welcome, Herbert. Oh, Pat, it's my pleasure. Well, you know, um, I think what I want to know right away, what people want to know is, I want to start the new year fresh, clean, I want something different in my life. What's the first thing you'd say to people? Well, you know, I think most of us make resolutions to uh, make this year different from last year, and I think the first step is to make resolutions that are, and we call them SMART resolutions, and SMART stands for S is for specific. In other words, have specific resolutions, not just that I'm going to do better this year, I'm going to feel better, I'm going to get rich, but specific resolutions, you know, the things that you want to accomplish. I, I'm going to accumulate $100,000. I'm going to purchase a house, purchase a car, complete my degree. So it's got to be specific. Second, it's got to be measurable. Mm-hmm. If you can't measure your resolution and you have no idea how close you are to accomplishing it or how much more work you have to do, and then A, of course, set in advance. And that's one of the beautiful things about starting the new, the new year. Everybody sets uh, resolutions in advance, but if they're specific and measurable, chances are you can attain them. Mm-hmm. A, lot fourth, people say, though, a lot of people say that resolutions don't work. Why do you think they don't work? Well, first, I think because they don't fulfill these qualifications, that specific and measurable. And uh, uh, um, the fourth reason that they may not work is that they must be realistic. In other words, when you set out to do something, it's got to be realistic based on where you are at that time. Mm-hmm. Not that a task or a goal is, uh, uh, not that you can't accomplish it, but just at that time and at that moment in time and space, you may not have all the things you need to do to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. What are some of the other things people need to know for the new year? Well, the, the, I guess that fourth thing is to set a time schedule for yourself. You know, very often we make our resolutions and the first of the year and by the middle of February, not only we don't remember what they are, uh, we didn't write them down. And so to put a time schedule, so that sort of forces you to follow a schedule to get things done. The other thing is to write them down. You know, in the Habakkuk, uh, one of the shortest books of the Bible, it says, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets. Mm-hmm. Also, it says, where there's no vision, people perish. So one of the keys to accomplishing your resolutions for the new year is to write them down and write them down so that they're specific. Mm-hmm. When, when people hear your talks or hear your workshops, what are the main things you hear from people that they're struggling with? What are the main issues that you find people are facing? Well, I think there are a couple. One, uh, people, most, many people 
focus uh, uh, face procrastination. Yeah. In other words, they know that they need to make changes. They know that they want this year to be better than last year, but they put off until next year doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that people fo- uh, face is lack of focus. You know, there's so many distractions in our day-to-day living. There's so many background issues, background people, background noises that uh, people can't focus on what they need to focus to accomplish the things that they need to do. So procrastination and lack of focus, I think, are two of the main uh, obstacles. Mm-hmm. And what do you say to people who come to you and say this? You know, Herbert, I've tried everything, and, and I, I, you know, I, I really try, and uh, things aren't working for me, and I just feel like giving up. Do you try to find out? Do you, how do you help people get through that? Well, you know, sometimes when we when we really analyze their goals and where they are right now in time and space, sometimes we can say, you know, that goal, for example, a person wants to get a four-year degree and they only allow themselves uh, two years to do it. can't be done. So we say sometimes your goals have a particular cycle, a particular season. Yes. Uh, once again, uh, the Habakkuk says, though your vision may tarry, wait for it, it will surely come to pass. So that every goal, every vision has a cycle of its own. So sometimes when you don't accomplish it, it's not that you're doing uh, something wrong or that you're not doing something right. It's just that it's not that season for the goal to be accomplished. But if you hang in there, mm-hmm. the, that other part is persistence. That, you know, it says in the Bible, seeking you shall find, asking it shall be answered, knocking it shall be opened. But it never tells you how long. Mm-hmm. And when we talk to successful people, millionaires, billionaires, the one thing that they all say is that you got to hang in there until you get it. You never know how long it's going to take, but you have to be committed to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think what you're saying is very uh, motivating and helpful for people that have these goals, but as you said, sometimes they're unrealistic goals. Right. Well, when they're unrealistic, that's when you sort of have to back up a little bit. You know, you, you, we often say, how do you eat an elephant? Bite by bite. Mm-hmm. How do you build a dream day by day? Yeah. And so if it's unrealistic, maybe you're trying to eat the whole elephant in one swoop. And mm-hmm. what you need to do is say, let me just focus on one leg of this elephant. You know, uh, many times we meet people in our workshops who've, uh, you know, been married, have had children, and are considering going back to school. And they get slightly overwhelmed, you know, so they've been out of school for so long, they don't have the study skills, they haven't read a book in years. And so we say, look, don't look at the big picture. Let's take a little piece of it. So your resolution for this year may be to let me perfect my study skills. Let me learn how to, to read a book, retain what I've been, what I have read, and then be able to recite it in, in a week from now. Well, what you're talking about is realistic. What you're saying yes. is, you know, sometimes the reason people fail is they're, they're trying to do too much right. too quickly. We often set ourselves up for failure. You know, we, so many times we want change so badly in our lives. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it, one guy said, he said, you know, when you're sinking, you, you want to get out of the water, you know. But sometimes if you're sinking, you just need to just, you just get your head slightly above water so that you can breathe clearly you're in a better situation. So for people that, you know, are slightly overwhelmed by, you know, looking at what they want to accomplish, bite off one little part of it. Take something that you can do and master that. The interesting thing, Pat, is as you accomplish things, when you accomplish little things, you, you know, increase your faith in yourself and in your ability to actually do things. And so 
each little victory, you know, a big victory is made up of little victories. So I'd say to our listeners, to do the little bit, accomplish that. Okay. Save 50 cents a day, then save a dollar, then save five. And that way you're able to accomplish your goals, but in a very graduated, systematic fashion. So again, it, it sounds like um, it, it's being very practical and realistic, and that, as you said, we set ourselves up for failure at times. Well, you know, life goes according to, uh, you know, our book, The Twelve Universal Laws of Success, one of the uh, primary uh, uh, basic assumptions is that uh, there are certain principles that life operates by, and if you can harmonize, get in tune with those principles, then you can make things happen for you, you know, in accord with the way you want them to happen. You're always going to get results in your life. When they're not the results that you desire, it's called unhappiness. Mm-hmm. When they are the results that you desire, it's called happiness. Okay. And so when we apply these principles, and they, as you say, it sounds very simple, but it is. It really is. But it. when we apply those principles in a systematic fashion, it works. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what are the typical things that you find in talking to people, Herbert, that they want to do in the new year to become a new you? Well, I think the, the, the number one goal of so many people today is to lose weight. Yeah. yeah. You know I that, that uh, all of us, I think, most Americans, uh, I, I saw a statistic of 20 or 30%, you know, over what they should be for their height. And so that's one of the key things. And when people tell me that, and I'm one of those, I have to, uh, since I, I retired, I've gained about 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the keys to losing that weight is to realize that you didn't put it on overnight, you know. <laughs> you don't gain 30 pounds in a month or in two months. It's something that happened gradually over two or three years. And so the the reverse process of taking it off is something that has to happen gradually. So start out with what, the, you know, how much weight can you lose in a week? I mean, and, and not without changing your whole life, but being, once again, realistic in your approach mm-hmm. and systematic in your approach. If you can lose a pound a week, at the end of the year, you've lost 52 pounds. A pound a week, you won't even notice it. But I tell you this, at the end of that first month, you will. At the end of that first quarter, you will. So that's the number one thing. I think that idea of, uh, you know, weight loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another thing that uh, many people I find, they want to change their jobs or careers. They just, they've been, I won't say stuck in a dead-end job, but they've just been in a position that they're not passionate about. And so they say, you know, I, I, I'd like to get a new job. I'd like to get something I really want to do, you know. Uh, they, they get tired of facing that Monday morning blah when you say, oh, God, here I go, another week of this. And so... Uh, that idea of changing their job, and for those people, I say, you know, look at your present situation, look at your job. Uh, it, it obviously has some good things about it. It pays you enough to stay around, so mm-hmm. let's look at how much you're getting from it. Let's look at the experience you're getting. You know, what are you learning from your job that you can take elsewhere? All right. Well, or, take, go ahead. Finish your sentence. Or, or let's look at some of the contacts, people you can make you can meet who can help you go where you need to go and do what you need to do. Very important. Okay, we're going to take a break. My guest today is Herbert Harris, a popular consultant, professional speaker, and author of The Twelve Universal Laws of Success. We're talking about how to start the new year on the right foot and turn New Year's resolutions into achievable goals and how to create a new you for the new year. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. This week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo, Lake Bell from Surface joins us to tell us about the show, and TD0013, our resident stormtrooper, joins us in studio to help us talk about the sci-fi that's happened this week. That's this week on Slice of Sci-Fi with Michael and Evo. Do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio? And would you like to know where the market's going before it gets there? Then you need to tune in to Elite Masters of Trading, hosted by the Trader's Coach, Robin Day, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Robin has great ideas on how to invest, save, and make money. So become an elite trader in the market every Wednesday at 10 a.m. with the Trader's Coach, Robin Dane, and Elite Masters of Trading, right here on the Voice America Radio Network. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We're back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Today is a specially pre-recorded program for you. Today is January 1st, 2007, New Year's Day. And so we want to create a new you for the new year, and that's what my guest is doing. I just want to tell you before I continue that I'm so happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I, and that's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical strategies and positive solutions to help you live the kind of life that you want to live in today. Certainly no exception. My guest today is Herbert Harris, and he is a popular speaker and consultant and professional speaker and author of The 12 Universal Laws of Success. We're talking about how to turn New Year's resolutions into achievable goals and how to start the new year on the right foot. Welcome back, Herbert. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You know, one of the things that you mentioned, and I'd like you to talk about this, you have several laws, and you have something called the law of vision. And what I want to do is tie that into the procrastination piece, because I think what happens to a lot of us is we have these great resolutions, and as you you said, we shoot too too high, not too high, but maybe we want the whole pie instead of just the piece of the pie, and we're looking at the end result rather than the process. And yes. that's all part of the law of vision. But how do you break that vision down into achievable goals so that you're not beating yourself up and saying, well, how come I didn't go from A to Z instead of A to D? Well, you know, that's a great point because that law of vision says it create a vision in your mind. You know, as they say, where there's no vision, people perish. Where you have no vision, you fail. When you have a vision, create the vision. And don't worry about how big the vision is because the bigger the vision, the bigger the opportunity. But the key is how to break that vision down into achievable goals. 
example, uh, we did a workshop and we had people draw their vision. Everybody wanted a home and you could see their family and the children and people smiling and happy. So how do you get there? Well, step one might be to, to change your jobs. Uh, step two may be to uh, complete your, uh, your college degree. Step three might be to accumulate enough money for a down payment on a house. Step four might be to straighten out your credit. So when you break it down into these steps, and each of these steps becomes an actionable goal, then you can look two years down the way, uh, five years down the way, and you will have accomplished everything you set out to do. But the key is to convert a vision into goals, and that the goals are the stepping stones that lead you to your vision. Mm-hmm. What have you done in your life when you've come to you know, maybe a crossroads or something that's been, you know, you've had your goals, but you're running into roadblocks. Uh-huh. What have you done or what do you suggest to other people to do? Well, you know, Pat, I, I'm a believer in meditation. And sometimes when you, you hit a, you come against a wall or a barrier and you hit it two or three times and you keep trying and it just doesn't work, sometimes you have to back up for a moment, take a deep breath, and relax. Very often we get so focused on accomplishing a goal that we lose our connection to what I like to call infinite mind and infinite wisdom. And so once you back up and put yourself into that meditative state where you can relax and just let your mind just sort of float for a moment, and your goal is to tap into what we call infinite intelligence, and then new ideas come into your mind. New approaches come into your mind that you hadn't thought of before because you were so far, so focused on this particular course of action. So uh, the main thing in when you can, uh, encounter these barriers is to learn to relax and to back up and to know that tomorrow always comes, that no matter how dark the night, that the sun will surely rise. Yeah. And that way, say to yourself, take a deep breath, say, I am in rhythm and harmony with all that's good for me, and just let those infinite thoughts come into your mind to give you the power you need to overcome that barrier. I think what happens is we get into fear and the fear stops us cold. Isn't that really what happens? Well, you know, fear is what we call false evidence appearing real. Mm-hmm. Many of the things, Montaigne, I think one of the great philosophers says that many of the things that he feared most never came about. Mm-hmm. And so we give life to our fears by, you know, permitting the fears to come into our thoughts. The first law of success is the law of thought. As it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you let fear thoughts come into your heart, come into your mind, they cannot help but manifest. And so the first thing is to just cast out fear and replace fear with faith. When your vision is clear, and you've laid out the steps to accomplish that vision, then you must have total faith that you can accomplish it and that it will come to pass. When you meet barriers and obstacles, look at the barrier and an obstacle as opportunities for growth. You know, you can ask yourself, what lesson am I supposed to learn now? Mm-hmm. This thing seems to have almost stopped me in my tracks. What lesson must I learn to go around it or above it or straight through it? And then let yourself relax, and those thoughts will come to you. Mm. Really good, good material. Let's look at one of your other universal laws of success. We talked about law of vision. How about the first one, Herbert, which is law of thought? How would you, how would you bring that into creating the new you in the new year? Well, we have to guide, we have to guard our thoughts. 
in a, in in our book, we say that uh, you become what you think about most of the time. Mm-hmm. So don't think about things that you don't want. Don't think about negative things. Don't think about limitations. So often we get captured by our past. And, you know, especially our friends and family. So they'll, they'll often remind us of every shortcoming and every failure that we've ever experienced. And so that first law of success is think a new thought about yourself. Think the thoughts of the things that you want to accomplish. Think thoughts of the, the feelings you want to experience. Think thoughts that are consistent with the vision of where you want to be and where you want your family to be. And so guard your thoughts. Don't let any thought come into your consciousness that you don't want to experience. One of our rules in, that, in, the, in the book is that what you recognize in your thoughts, you energize in your emotions, and what you energize in your emotions, you realize in your life. So knowing that formula works, don't think anything that you don't want because it will get you. So think success. Mm-hmm. So that's all about how you think. All about well, how you think. Well, right. you know, as children, the first three words we often learn are no, stop, and don't. Mm-hmm. And yes. sometimes those words become so ingrained in our thinking that we live a life of no, stop, and don't, and as you get a little older, shut up. Mm-hmm. And so we never express ourselves. It's almost like those negative words can, can, and thoughts can keep us locked in a box of low achievement. Mm-hmm. But once we get beyond that no, stop, and don't, and let's, lay, let's go, let's do it, let's do it now, we can make the changes necessary. Very important. Um, what about the law of change, which is just what you were talking about? That's another one of your laws. Well, you know, when we put the law of success, that first law of thought, and we look at the, the second law, the law of change, uh, in the Bible it says, be not conformed to this world. And really that means whatever your situation is, whatever your present condition, don't be locked into it. It goes on to say, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can bring about changes in your life by thinking a new thought about yourself. Instead of thinking the thoughts focused on your past failures, think of thoughts focused on your, your future potential. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that law of change is really where all of the things that we talk about begins to take place because most of us, and, and you know, Pat, this always excites me the first part of the year because most of us are saying right now, on January 1st, that I want tomorrow to be better than today, mm-hmm. that I want next year to be better than last year. Mm-hmm. And so the first step now is to think thoughts that are consistent with the changes that you want to have. And so if you have been a procrastinator, then think thoughts of do it now. If you've been one who's uh, had lack of focus, then think thoughts that say, I am in control of my mind, my thoughts, my instincts, and I stay focused at all times. Mm-hmm. So that law of change is really, I think, the key towards bringing about the person that we want to be in the new year. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it, it really makes a lot of sense. But don't you, a lot of what you've talked about requires self-discipline. Yes. Well, without self-discipline. You know what? You, those thoughts can keep coming up, and you can say all these things, but then your mind starts taking over, and sometimes you feel like you can't control it, and it yes. runs away with you. Yes. Well, self-discipline, I think, is the key. Uh, there's a saying that a person who lives without, dis- who lives without discipline uh, will never fulfill their destiny. And so discipline is something that we have to 
cultivating ourselves. You know, one of the things that parents, uh, when they are raising children from, from the cradle, is to begin to teach discipline. For example, children should, and you know, babies should be taught to go to sleep and get up at a certain time to get into the discipline of, you know, rising and fall, you know, sleeping and being awake. Mm-hmm. Uh, young children should be taught discipline of discipline coupled with patience, how to do things according to a schedule and how to have patience to, you know, wait until the the, 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 the goals can be achieved. So discipline, without that, you cannot be successful. But it's something that you have to cultivate. If you had not been taught discipline as a child and you have to develop it as an adult, then you, there are some exercises that we talk about in the book uh, to discipline yourself. Example, if you discipline yourself to get up at the same time every day, there will come a time where you will be waking up five minutes before your clock goes off, your clock alarms. Mm. And so once you've accomplished that, now you've gotten yourself into a discipline cycle out of which you can build the rest of the day. That's just one of the, you know, very fundamental things, but you learn discipline by practicing discipline, by putting yourself to the test and then passing the test that you set for yourself. And it's all about self-discipline. Nobody else can make you do it. You have to do it for yourself. And you have to want it. You know, that's you got to want it. You have to really, really want it. Okay. And one of the things you talk about, um, well, we're going to take a break in a minute, but you talk about really it's so important to have a strong self-image because if you have a poor self-image, then it's going to be harder for you to have the discipline because you don't believe you can deserve it, right? Exactly. You don't see yourself being able to accomplish the things you want to do. Your self-image is the starting point for, for whatever you want to accomplish next year. And if you see yourself as a weakling, if you see yourself as a loser, if you see yourself as one who is not worthy of success, then with all the plans we make, it will not happen. You become magnetic for that which you feel about yourself. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest today is Herbert Harris, and Herbert is a popular consultant, professional speaker, and author of the book, The Twelve Universal Laws of Success. We're talking about how to start the new year on the right foot, how to turn New Year's resolutions into achievable goals, and how to create a new year, a new you, in the new year. And today is January 1st, 2007, so this is a New Year show, and you're not calling it. It's pre-recorded. And we, I just wish you a wonderful, healthy, and happy new year. Stay tuned. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. From our home to your speakers, VoiceAmerica.com. Back, you're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin on a specially pre-recorded program for you today on New Year's Day, 2007. And I have a wonderful, inspirational speaker who's really telling you how to create the new you in the new year. My guest today is Herbert Harris. He's a popular consultant and professional speaker, and author of the Twelve Universal Laws of Success. And we're talking about how to start the new year on the right foot. Welcome back, Herbert. Oh, my pleasure. You know, you have a lot of laws here in the book. 
And one of the things we talked about before the break was how it's so important to have a positive self-esteem. And because if you don't, then it's going to be very hard to even believe that you can achieve your goals. Right. So there were a few things here in your book that um, that I want you to go over that talk about how you uh, get out of this sort of negative thinking or this low self-esteem. One, and I'll read you the five and then you can comment. One sure. is the five signals that you write about of a poor self-image are putting the blame on someone else, running yes. away from your problems, mm-hmm. criticizing other people constantly, waiting for someone else to solve your problems, and pretending that everything's okay. Talk about that. Well, you know, when we talk about self-image, people rarely, you rarely find a person who will say, well, I have a poor self-image, my self-esteem is low. There's some people, but most people won't do that, won't really acknowledge that. And so we have to look at it from uh, almost coming at it from a uh, results point of view. Mm-hmm. But if you're always putting the blame on someone else, that it, it's always somebody else's fault. It's never your fault that you, you didn't get the job. It's not doesn't matter that you got there 15 minutes late for the interview. It's that the guy didn't like you. Uh-huh. They were looking for somebody taller or uh, smarter. Okay? So when you put the blame on someone else, that's a key that you may need to work on your self-image. When you run away from your problems, you know, when challenges come about, uh, I think you spoke earlier about it, when barriers, when things happen that keep you from accomplishing your goals, then the, 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 the way to make the new year the way you want it to be is to face the challenge, to face it and figure out a way to deal with it. If you run away from it, one, you'll never overcome it, and two, you don't grow from it. One of the reasons that we have challenges in our lives is to give us an opportunity to get better, to perfect our skills. Mm-hmm. The third signal of a poor self-image, criticizing other people constantly. Uh, I've known people that are real criticizers. I mean, there's nothing that anybody does right enough to please them. And that's a key that that means that person may have a, a self-image problem. If you're one that's always criticizing, nobody can ever do anything uh, to, to the level of your satisfaction, mm-hmm. then that may be a self-image issue with you. The fourth uh, challenge of uh, signal of a poor self-image, to wait for someone else to solve your problems. Mm-hmm. And you know, Pat, we do a lot of work with young people, 18 to 24, to prepare them for the construction industry. And one of the main things that we find with them is that they they have a, ch- a tendency to wait for somebody else to solve the problem. I think they've gotten so much into the parents doing so much for them that they never get a chance to solve their challenges and their problems themselves. And if they can't solve it themselves, they can't grow from it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, that fifth signal to pretend that everything is okay. When you know stuff is not going right in your life, when you know that you're not doing the things that you need to do, that you're criticizing others, that you're putting the blame on other people, and then you act like it's okay. Don't you think that's denial? I mean, that's all. You've hit it on the head. It's denial. Mm -hmm. And so many people, as long as you're in denial, you will never find the person that you can be. But, you know, Herbert, I think the reason people are in denial is they're afraid. They're afraid that if they face the truth, then they might have to make a change, and they're afraid of change. Yes. Well, you know, there are three basic fears, and you just hit one, that when people start thinking about changing and making the new year different from last year, there are three fears that will keep them from doing it. And one is the fear of change. The one thing that you know about this year is you know how it worked out for you. You know the people, there are certain people that like you. Uh, you have a 
selection of friends, have experiences. And sometimes you say, you know, if I change, I'll have to get new friends. If I change, you know, then people may not like me the way they like me now. So you have that fear of change. Another, another uh, issue is uh, the fear of criticism. That when you start to become the new person that you want to be this year, there are some people that are going to criticize you. They're going to say, oh, man, I liked you the way you were before. You know, all you do now is study. You used to hang out with the fellows, and we used to be able to talk and have a few beers, and now every time I look, you have your head in a book. Well, good for you. But and then the failure, third thing is that fear of failure. You, but you might lose that friend. That's the only You might lose that friend. But, you know, when you find people that, that, that come at you that way, that, that speak to you in, in that level, then you know that this is a person that you probably need to get away from. And there are some friends, you know, as you begin to create that new you, there are some people that you can't take with you. I mean, there are a lot of folks that are comfortable with you the way you are. And if you want to be different, they may not be comfortable with you. But that's kind of the price of success. And that's the price of change. And I think it's a worthwhile price to pay for your own success. Also, there's another word we haven't used in this that I think is coming up in what you just said, and that's courage and bravery. You know, it's not easy to do these things because we don't know what the future is. Right, for any right. of us who've been through big life transitions, and I have, you know, you're scared because you knew what you had. It may not have been great, but right. you knew what you had, and you don't know what's coming. Yes. And so that yes. is scary, and it does take some courage. Yes. And, and, you know, we didn't mention much, but the fear of failure, you know, so many times, you know, you think, man, suppose it doesn't work. Suppose I try to make these changes and they just don't work. Well, you know, you know, we literally fail our way to success. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's not failed in anything, I guarantee you they've not accomplished anything. Particularly, uh, if you talk to many of the major celebrities or coaches or athletes or people who've done well, they've had lots of failures along the way. Well, you know, uh, I saw a study once that said that the average millionaire has failed at 17 things before they finally hit really? the one that brings them the result they desire. That's fascinating. Isn't that interesting? Mm. So before we go to break, let's give another couple of tips for people on what you think they might want to do right now in the new year. Well, I think one of the key things is to get yourself a planner. You know, so many times, uh, you know, you go to the doctor's office, they go and meet at this appointment book. And so I think step number one is everybody should buy a planner for the new year. And, you know, one of those that has the, the, the day and a list of things to do and the hours of the day to schedule because as you begin to move forward towards your goals, if you don't, I call it live by the book, if you don't obey that law of writing down things you have to do each day, then you will not succeed. So I think that's number one, to buy a planner, a planner, and to make a commitment to write down the important things that you have to do each day. The second thing is I like to look at six things that I like to accomplish every day. And before you go to bed each night, to think about the things you want to do tomorrow, to make a list of those things you want to do tomorrow, and then to schedule them on your planner for tomorrow. If you do do those two things, have a planner and go to sleep and, 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 and plan your day, day the night before, I think you'll be well on your way towards accomplishing what you want to accomplish in the new year. Mm. because you're keeping it right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you're just being very organized and disciplined. Again, the discipline comes through, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Well, once again, you know, discipline, uh, you cannot 
you, you, I cannot say stress it too much because if you can't go to your planner every day and write down what you have to do each day, then chances are you're not going to get anything accomplished. The only thing that you'll find that you're able to do is the things that others make you do, and which leads us to what we call external discipline. Mm-hmm. Many people have jobs because they need people to tell them when to come, when to go, and what to do. When you go in business for yourself, you have to tell yourself when to come, where to go, and what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's a big transition, but that's the key to outrageous success is that self-discipline. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Herbert Harris, who is a popular consultant and speaker and author of The 12 Universal Laws of Success. And, uh, Herbert, how can we log on to your website? Our website is www.lifeskillinstitute.org. And not not life skills, but lifeskillinstitute.org. And on our website, uh, you can download a free poster. We have a 12 Affirmations to Live by poster where we give you daily affirmations to use in your life. And that can be downloaded from our website. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of interviews, Pat, and sometimes people are not on the Internet. We also have an 800 number that people can call, and we'll send them a free copy of the 12 Affirmation poster. And that is? And that number is one eight hundred five seven zero four zero zero nine. That's one eight hundred five seven zero four zero zero nine. Okay, thank you. All right, folks. Again, my guest is Herbert Harris, author of the Twelve Universal Laws of Success. You're listening to a specially pre-recorded program for you on New Year's Day, right here on Voice America, America's Voice dot com. Stay tuned. I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. We'll be right back. Autograph copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE today. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com
Hi, everyone. We're back. Today is New Year's Day, 2007, and we have a specially pre-recorded program for you today. And I'm Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living, which has been on the year now. We're in year number five on Voice America, and I'm in year number ten on my local radio station. So I have two radio programs, and I've been doing this work interviewing positive people with positive solutions for the past 25 years, both on TV and radio. I had the vision many years ago in 1982 when everyone said people don't want to hear this stuff. They want to hear negative sensationalism. And that tide has really turned. We want to be inspired. And it's very important because these are the role models that can help us get to where we're going. So today, again, my guest is Herbert Harris. He's a popular speaker and consultant. He's the author of The 12 Universal Laws of Success. And we're talking about how to create a new you in the new year. Welcome back, Herbert. Thank you so much, Pat. Okay, and it's, um, again, your website. Our website is www.lifeskillinstitute.org. Okay, lifeskillinstitute.org. All right, we have a few minutes left before the close of the program. Let's talk about this universal law of human magnetism, which to me means that you're attracting where you are. Where you are, you pull it right in. Is that true? Is that what it is? Yes. The law of magnetism says that, you know, well, think about this. When you walk into a room and you're smiling, people smile back at you generally. If someone walks in and they're frowning and scowling, people generally frown and scowl back at them. So the law of attraction says to become the person that you want to attract into your life. If you want to be friendly, if you want to have friends, be friendly. If you want to be successful, look successful, act successful. You know, some of the old motivation training used to say, fake it till you make it. And that sounded so shallow, but it's not completely shallow. The law of attraction says that act like the person that you want to become. If you want to uh, become a millionaire, then start to walk like a millionaire. Start to be around places that millionaires congregate. Read about millionaires. Learn about it. Incorporate their style into your daily living, and you will begin to attract into your life things that are consistent with that. The, that law of human magnetism is so powerful. Uh, one, one, another aspect of it is the golden rule, for example, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And so if you live your life in a way that you send out only things that you would like to come back to you, then you'll find that you'll become harmonic and begin to attract stuff that complements the person that you want to become. Mm-hmm. Smile to be friendly. Be helpful to get help. And, you know, uh, there's another law you have here, which is the law of relationships and the law of supply. And it feels to me like all of that will tie in when you believe in the law of magnetism. Exactly. Because the, that law of relationships... Once again, you begin to build a relationship based on who you are. Mm-hmm. And that when you start talking about, you might, we call it uh, human networks, that as you begin to build your success for the new year, it's going to be critical that you attract people into your space who can help you. And so that law of relationships, one of the things we talk about in the book and the law of relationships is just to remember people's names. There's no, thing, there's no sound better to a person than the sound of their own name. Yeah. And so as you begin to build your success path, if you do only if you only do one thing to remember people's names, you've made a giant step. Another thing in that, that whole idea of uh, magnetism and relationship is to let other people talk. You know, become a good listener. 
You know, sometimes in the business arena, you'll meet a person and what they start talking about all their accomplishments and the things they want to do, be in half, and you listen to them and you just say, wow, that's great. But just think of how powerful it would be if they would let you talk, if they would listen to you about your goals and objectives. So this whole idea of relationships and magnetism is to, one, remember people's names, two, to let other people talk, to create a real dialogue, and three, to really learn to listen, to listen to other people intently. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you meet some of the great politicians, you'll find that when you're talking to them and they're listening to you, you almost feel that you're the only person in the room. There may be thousands of people yeah. there, but they build that bond, that relationship. Very true. So that will help you prepare for the new year and the new you. Mm, wonderful. Talk about the law of truth. That's well, the law of truth is... And, you know, the law of truth really puts it all together. In the Bible it says, know the truth and the truth will set you free. And the question always is, well, what is the truth? And the truth is that law, that life is lived according to certain principles. And that if you follow those principles, then your life will be positive and fulfilled. If you think positive thoughts, if you make the changes necessary, to make your life a uh, fulfilled one, if you create your vision, if you if you take your vision and you write it down, if you develop an action plan for accomplishing your vision, then if you hang in there, you know, that law of persistence, if you hang in there until you get the desired results, then you cannot fail. And all of these form that law of truth, that follow the principles and you'll get the desired results. Mm -hmm. So, Herbert, what's your message today if you want to leave our listeners with one thing in terms of creating a new you in the new year, what would you say to people? Well, I think our final message would be to, to live each day in the moment. In other words, to write your plan the night before, the things you want to accomplish, put them on a sheet of paper in your daily planner, and then follow your plan each and every day. If you fall off the path, it's okay. Just vow to get back on it. Do everything you can each day to become the person that you want to be. We say that when you start each day, you should say, I'm open for business, and I'm ready to do the things that are consistent with my goals and my vision. And then at the end of each day, to be able to say to yourself, I did everything I could with what I had to do it with to make tomorrow the way I want it to be. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. Again, uh, Herbert, people can get a hold of you by logging on to LifeSkillInstitute.org. LifeSkillInstitute.org. Our books are sold on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the, the uh, major online bookstores. And, and your they, phone number is 800? Uh, 800-570-4009. Okay. Thank you so much, Robert, for being on the program today. That has been a pleasure, and I really, uh, your listeners are so blessed to have you share this type of information with them to make 2007 the year they want it to be. Thank you so much. Stay on the line. Thank you. Have a good Folks, day. thank you. Next week, my guest is Linda Brady, an internationally recognized holistic teacher, karmic astrologer, and author of Discovering Your Soul Mission, How to Use Karmic Astrology to Create the Life You Want. You're going to talk about new rules for new age and basically to have you help you to change your beliefs and attitudes that keep you from living a happier, more prosperous life. 
And so that's what she's going to talk about. How can you live the kind of life that's really in line with who you are? And again, uh, this program, Positive Living, is on Voice America on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. and noon Pacific. It's also archived on their site, voiceamerica.com. Go to host Patricia Raskin. You can find my shows, and you can go to raskinresources.com to go to my radio programs, and then it will link you right to Voice America, and you can hear the archive show from there. My book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, is uh, at the editors and, and in revision, and that will be, again, in second edition will be out soon. So again, folks, for Positive Living, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a wonderful, happy, healthy, prosperous New Year. Know that you can make your dreams happen. Happy New Year to you all. Have a great day. been listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on VoiceAmerica.com.